0: Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. While there will always be a place in consumers' hearts and cups for freshly brewed classic teas such as English breakfast and tisanes like chamomile, shoppers increasingly are looking for premium, innovative options and formats that allow them to enjoy the beverage more often and more easily, according to category players. Now, in recent years, the financial picture for tea has been a bit mixed, with retail dollar sales climbing, but unit sales and volumes dropping. According to the Beverage Market Corporation, retail sales of tea in the U.S. market are projected to reach $19.6 billion in fiscal 2018, and that's up from $19.1 billion the previous year. But at the same time, unit sales were projected to fall from 3.68 million gallons in 2017 to 3.66 million gallons in 2018. So there's a few ways that this can be interpreted, but the positive twist that many in the segment are banking on is that consumers are now willing to pay more for premium tea and for ready-to-drink options, which is the only tea category that the Beverage Market Corporation projected to increase in 2018 in both volume and value to reach an estimated $10.75 billion. So the industry's optimism for tea in 2019 is reinforced by research from a public opinion company, YouGov, which found younger consumers are just as likely to reach for tea as they are for coffee. This is a shift from older generations. Specifically, it found shoppers under 30 choose tea and coffee each 42% of the time, while Americans who are older than 65 prefer tea only 21% of the time compared to 70% for coffee. To help make sense of these trends and better understand where tea is headed, this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast features industry veterans and category newcomers who break down what is driving consumer interest in tea, what they're looking for, and how companies are evolving their portfolios and marketing strategies to meet shoppers' new demands. Generally speaking, consumer interest in tea is heavily tied to their interest in health and wellness, but increased access to information about the different types of teas and tisans, as well as greater availability of the products also, is playing a significant role. Andrew Friedman, who is a trendologist and the founder of AF and Co., explained how consumers' focus on health, both physical and mental, is boosting the sale of tea.
1: This whole idea of drinking tea for your health has really elevated. And in the volatile world that we live in, um, you know, um, believe it or not, tea. Has a calming principle that I think people really need right now. So, you know, whether it reduces inflammation or it calms your nerves down, or it gives you a little pump up when you're feeling a little down, there's the, tea's a great, great, uh, you know, there's a great opportunity there.
0: Another driving force behind tea's popularity is the caffeine boost it provides. But as Matt Jimenez, the CEO of industry newcomer Mindful, explains. Tea has an edge over other caffeinated beverages such as coffee because consumers can more easily control how much caffeine they consume with each cup.
2: Tea, tea is one of those you know products that it's been around for millennia. Um, you know, it's it's a fascinating beverage in and of itself, but it's it's kind of you know in our fast-paced world, it's I don't know if dependency is the right word, but we we all love our caffeine, right? And there's There's so many great coffees on the market. Of course, you can go, you know, there's coffee shops on every corner, it seems like. And we've built into our routines this need to have that, you know, that everyday pick-me-up. And not just, you know, at one time in the day, but there's typically multiple occasions throughout the day in which somebody might need a pick-me-up just to kind of make it through their hectic schedule. And so as, as good as coffee is, you know, the the tea you know various tea products provide an alternative to you know the acidity or the uh sometimes the sugar bombs that can come with you know our, our fancy coffees and um they're just lighter in general and so one of the things that i see is uh there's a lot of versatility within tea of course you can you know go black you can go green red white you can moderate your different caffeine loads between Uh, different teas. You can blend them. You can come up with all sorts of creative flavor profiles. Of course, you can go herbal route and have those be part of your blends. So there's a lot of versatility in flavor profiling and caffeine moderation.
0: He explained that tea's versatility is one of the main reasons that he wanted to launch two new ready-to-drink versions of the beverage. The first is a line of ready-to-drink green teas under the Yoga Focus brand Gaia and the second is a line of ready-to-drink black teas under the brand Vibe. Both are hitting store shelves in February, and as Jimenez explains, each offers something unique to the category. For example, the line of flavored green tea from Guyan offers athletes and fitness-focused consumers a functional alternative to other electrolyte beverages, and Vibe offers more conventional consumers a better-for-you twist on traditional sweet black tea. Another contributing factor to the rise of popularity of tea, according to Smith Tea Maker's new VP of Tea Operations, Robbie Crozen, is increased access to a wider variety of products. A path that was first paved in large part by, by ready-to-drink options.
3: Uh, r- ready-to-drink, and and um, you know that that aspect is still a huge portion of the tea consumed, or in, in, you know, at, at, of total t- tea consumed in the U.S. Um, so having access, you know, starting off with things that have built the groundwork, you know, like Arizona and Snapple and you know, those other brands that have been in the perception and in people's minds for many years, um, I think it certainly have helped to, to build us to where, where we are today. In the same way that you know Starbucks helped build the third wave coffee market, you know, without that that sort of exposure. The third wave coffee market would have never boomed and, and blown up to what it is today um so I think you see some of these these other sort of elements that may have not um quite quite been uh in in the overall consciousness of as as something like oh that's an obvious thing, but it's kind of these things that help build awareness and consciousness
0: Crozen explained that Smith tea maker, which sells both loose and bagged tea is building on this nascent knowledge by providing additional education to consumers about where tea comes from and how to brew the perfect cup at home. Uh,
3: there are many people that still don't understand that tea all comes from the same plant. Um, so there's a lot of room for education, uh, just even at, at the basic level, um, and that does include things like brewing um, and, and water temperature, uh you know brewing being water temperature and steep time um water quality is another huge important factor um so the, you know with the, the the idea of of what we're trying to do is also educate um the end user the customer to be able to produce and replicate the best uh version of that tea in their home um so yeah you see you see us Uh, Working towards uh, improving awareness and education amongst the American population. Um, That being said, you're seeing the trends move more towards uh, people wanting quality uh, products all across the board, and where we're positioned at meets that expectation of quality, um, you know, every time with every tea. Uh, So yeah, you, you know, there is there is that that little part of uh, um uh, a, a lot of room I still I would say actually for for education there's different levels of it so you have um obviously trying to create clear concise guidelines that's on the packaging simplify it um, and we often hold um various classes inside our our tasting rooms um And uh, that giving T101 classes, or just uh, how to blend, you know, things things that are very basic and about the principles of, of of just the basics of tea. Um, But that's uh, that's that's the two areas with which we're most focused on trying to educate the customers is clear, concise packaging and 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 uh, in in our in our tea rooms.
0: Also on each package of Smith Teamaker's Teas is a batch number, and consumers can use this to look up more information about the product, including each of the ingredients and where they came from. Each of these strategies should also help reinforce consumers' shifting preference to more premium options, like those sold by Smith Tea Maker, and their willingness to pay premium prices. As consumers learn more about tea and tizans the varieties that they are purchasing are evolving, no longer limited just to basic black and green, or sweet or unsweetened. According to Crozen, so-called herbal teas or Tizans in particular, are gaining traction with consumers, as are single estate origin options.
3: Herbals are really um, coming to the forefront, and it, I know it's not quote-unquote tea, but it is part of... Uh, in the technical sense, but it is part of what many people think of when they think of drinking tea. And there's a lot of people that like the concept of drinking tea but are unable to drink caffeine. Um, So you're really seeing herbals come to the forefront in a lot of ways and across the board, whether uh, right now turmeric is kind of having its moment and other Ayurvedic teas are starting to kind of shine through as well. Ayurveda coming from India, The traditional uh, ancient medicinal practice um, um, created there uh, through through the Hindu sort of culture as well. It's a huge part of Hindu culture, Um, but yeah, that you're seeing I think a lot of a lot of move towards herbals, um, which also tie into the health. Uh, aspect. And then also single origin is, is coming through um, in a way that you haven't seen before, where people want more information and better quality teas uh, that are being harvested from a single region in, in a country. Um, and then lastly, you're seeing uh, with with this sort of golden age or this renaissance of beverages, um, you're seeing this drive for quality products um, that uh, Replicate what the expectations are in, in the market now. You know, with food shows and, I should cooking shows and other, various other food shows, and, and the prominence of um, people being aware of how to create wonderful, spectacular dishes almost anywhere in the United States, you're seeing this demand for that to be represented in their products. So, the quality of of, of blends now need to be at this level where you're seeing nuance, uh, a lot of uh, balance in the, in, in the ingredients in the blend. It's just not a single note sort of hit you over your head flavor profile. So I'm, you're seeing that as well as uh, moving into, moving into the, the 2019, this, this trend towards you know, higher quality blends, uh, herbals, and then uh, single origins. Uh, that's what I would say I've seen as the strongest trends um, in the last year or so.
0: According to Jimenez, a trend to watch in the Ready to Drink segment is sweet tea made with less sugar, but which still offers the full flavor and taste experience that many consumers, especially those in the South, expect from the beverage. He explains that this was the unique niche that he hopes to fill with Vibe, which is a black tea sweetened not with sugar, but erythritol and stevia.
2: In my household, we drink a lot of tea. My son drinks a lot of black tea. Uh, We have drawers full of tea. And um, living in Texas at the time, you know, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to a conventional grocery store, you could be looking at sometimes 16 feet worth of tea, right? And within that, you would have some good offerings and you'd have some commodity-style offerings, but all of them would be loaded with sugar, um, and none of them would really be focusing on organic or sustainable packaging. Uh, very few that get that get brought into the sort of conventional space offer those those additional premiums. And so it just it just struck me one day like there is a prime opportunity to reach a much wider base of tea drinkers, you know, outside of the yoga space, outside of the premium space, and really have an impact in being able to offer, you know, more premium attributes in a sustainable package. And so vibe was the thought of like how do we how do we tap into this very robust, very uh, legacy black tea market, and then kind of upgrade it a little bit, if you will, and be able to provide a wider range of customers with with more functional ingredients, more functional benefits. So sugar is a huge a huge issue for us, um, and I won't make it a, a social commentary on, on health issues by any means, but um, sort of with the background of the team and, and the role we've played throughout our careers in, in food, um, we've actively tried to influence uh, this, this sort of dependency on sugar as being a primary flavor uh, conveyor, uh, because there's just so much sugar in in everything. You know, if you packaged goods in general, I mean, sugar is used as a as a flavoring agent uh, even before it's used as a primary sweetener, and there's just it, it's like you it's like you almost can't escape sugar in, in the world today, and, and I think we can all agree on the damage that, you know, excessive sugar has, uh, you know, on our bodies. And so it, when, I thought, when I looked at it, um, I really kind of looked at it from a personal lens because, like I said, in my house, my family drinks a lot of tea, and the last thing I want my kids to be drinking, you know, 24, 28 grams of sugar in, a, you know, a 500-milliliter container. And if you look at trends in the market space, especially around uh, sodas in the CSD um, channel or CSD category, excuse me, um, there's been this huge, huge, you know, move from a from a consumer base away from soft drinks and uh, you know, really sugar uh, sugar heavy beverages, and that's you, know, you can trace those trends back, you know, almost a decade now. And so the, the customer is really voting with their dollars to move away from sugary you know, products in general. And that's not just in beverages, but in snacks and cereals, etc. So, you know, if the customer at large is saying, hey, look, we don't want this much sugar in our foods anymore. Let's, you know, let's move towards an alternative. And that's, that's really kind of the, the first thing I looked at was the customers have voted with their dollars. Myself as a customer, I don't want this. How do we come up with a, an agent, a flavoring agent, a sweetening agent? That's going to get us the right flavor profile that the, that people are typically used to, but without all of the damaging calories that come along with with the high sugar content. And erythritol and stevia, the way that we blended it, in in, in my view, gives the products the right amount of sweetness uh, from an intensity perspective, and really kind of balances out the flavor. And you know, stevia is kind of one of those things that I think most people still look at and are like. Oh, I don't like stevia. Or, you know, there's, you've had some negative experience with stevia from a flavor perspective. And uh, we, I certainly have. And so I think we're very uh, conscientious around how much we use in, in conjunction with the erythritol component and making sure that there's not too much of that stevia flavor that comes out. So to me, I think we came up with, we struck a good blend between both. And I feel like we, we accomplished what we wanted to do.
0: In food service... Freeman explains that emerging trends in tea are a bit more cutting edge. For example, he predicts that in 2019, we'll see a rise in cheese tea, which is tea topped with cheese foam to create a creamy experience that also happens to be pretty Instagrammable. He also says more restaurants and hotels are using tea as a base for alcoholic cocktails, as well as combining a seltzer for a non-alcoholic option. As consumer interest in tea heats up, so too is the competition, forcing brands to look for new ways to stand out from the crowd. Freeman suggests that emerging retail opportunities within the hospitality industry is one way that brands can set their products apart.
1: You know, you have to cut through the clutter, you know, so you have to introduce something that's very signature and unique, um, you know, and then, ha- you know, bluntly having a great sales team who can get to the right people who are making those decisions. but. You know, there's a lot of clutter in the market. There's obviously there's the um, and by the way, I I love Mighty Leaf Tea. So, and I think that they probably were the pioneers of this whole tea movement. But uh, but you know they they always um, impress me because they don't stop. You know, there's always more innovation and more you know interesting blends or interesting presentations or something coming out. That keep them um, interesting. So I think what I think it's probably looking at like, okay, we have we have this interesting blend, or we have this interesting. We need to do an interesting presentation, and we need to get that in front of the right people. Which you could do now through video. You can do it through um, Skyping. You know, you could actually have tea service. Where you're actually virtually um, having tea service with somebody that you're you're selling to. One of our other trends was that there's a lot of uh, retail being included now in um, restaurant design, hotel lobbies. Um, you know, there's these um, these cafes. No, oh, no, no. There are really more shops that have, you know, really interesting um, food products and uh, local flavors and tastes. And we're working with a a really innovative hotel company right now, it's uh, AC um, by Marriott. And um, they do uh, these amazing lobby, you know, um, shops for lack of a better word, but you can go in there and there's, you know, if you want, if you need to make a meal of it, you can. But there's also great interesting local products and, you know, in this case I would say that if you're, you know, if if you have a unique packaging or there's a cool presentation, you know, there could be a likelihood that you can get into one of those shops. Um, in, in restaurants that serve, let's say, the tea, there's this blend of tying retail with um, with dining so that you can actually be presented on the menu and then you can take it home with you. So I think, again, that and that is a big opportunity for retailers because... You know, you, you imagine, like, we not only are we on the menu or we're, in the, we're the tea service in your room um, at a hotel, but you can go down to the lobby and buy it or you can, you know, add it to your bill in the restaurant and we'll just include a box or whatever it is um, uh, with you, you know.
0: In the more traditional retail environment, Crozen says that tea brands need to catch consumers' eye before they can learn their loyalty.
3: Right now, if you if you look at supermarkets, there's a lot of um, the threshold there is is really um, established by price point, and so um, what y- the price point that you need to meet in order to get into the supermarket is a limiting factor that allows for exposure to say a higher end specialty tea. Um, so you know, there is an element of people wanting to. Experience something of higher quality um, and so you are seeing shifts in in the supermarket model towards uh, seeing a little bit you know bumping up from seven to eight dollars to ten and twelve dollars um, and while that still occupies a very small percentage of the shelf space, um, you are seeing that movement um, getting when you do walk into the tea aisle, one thing that I would say is that. There's probably five or six um, uh, of the same tea, you know, created by separate brands. So you're, you know, there's five Earl Greys up there. There might be five breakfast blends, and same thing for a chai. Um, you have that that sense of, I think, customers coming in and having the brand loyalty and and whatnot. But um, I think with with if you're looking from the supermarket perspective, you know investment in sampling and you know uh, putting in uh, uh, end caps or something like that those are the things that I think will drive attention to a new brand and bring in a new sort of uh, uh, potentially bring in a, a new a new fan or a new consumer for for a while but yeah it, it is it is a difficult thing to break, but you are seeing that 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 realization on the, the buyer's end of these larger chains that they need to do something to change the, 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 the tea, um, the actual the actual setup of, of the tea aisle itself. Um, they've done a lot of re- resets for a lot of other segments in, in the grocers. If you just walk over to, like, say, the coffee section, for instance, often you'll see uh, some representation of specialty coffee in that. It's not just Folgers and you know, uh, Dunkin Donuts in there, you know, Starbucks or even a local brand that might um be a local roaster of some sort. So yeah, it's 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 still still a bit a bit difficult to get that separation, but just a lot of persistence and and and, and effort it can be done.
0: So the big takeaway here is that there are lots of opportunities for tea in the US, but also significant challenges, some of which the industry will need to work together to address and some of which will require more internal and competitive focuses in order to maximize the full potential of the category. And with that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to ensure that you remember, I encourage you to please subscribe to us on iTunes. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.